Hi, this is Monsoon Stories from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger. Each year, the monsoon season brings with it a lot of meaning for those who live across the Southwest. But as climate change takes hold of our environment, the season could be changing. In this series, we're looking at what that means for all of us and the way we live in this desert. Here is episode two and a closer look at how essential this season is for our state's wildlife and wild lands. So far, monsoon 2021 hasn't disappointed. We've seen dark skies, cooler temps, and yes, rain. Lots of rain. In Phoenix, we've gotten more than three inches of rainfall since the start of the summer monsoons, more than we've seen here since 2008. Much of the rest of the state has seen 200% of their normal rainfall, and we've got more than a month to go. It has eased Arizona's ongoing drought, for the time being at least. It definitely is helpful for the monsoons to actually occur, and it's very helpful when they have as much water in them as they have this year. Kathy Jacobs is the director of the Center for Climate Adaptation Science and Solutions at the University of Arizona. She studies water policy and drought planning in light of climate change. But she says this kind of rain is a double-edged sword. You may actually get flooding in some parts of communities, which isn't a good thing. And yet, for natural vegetation and so forth, it's incredibly important. We've seen the devastating results of flooding already this summer, as cars were washed away in Flagstaff and it took a man's life in Gila Bend. Even the border wall in southeastern Arizona was damaged by heavy waters. Oh my God, you guys! Oh my God! The flash floods caught a woman in her car who had no way out. She frantically called people for help. Now we see photos of his wall um, in disrepair after a summer monsoon knocked the gates off the hinges at the San Bernardino Ranch near Douglas, Arizona. But at the same time, we're watching the desert come to life in this wealth of rain. I am really concerned about the impact of climate change on natural systems. So I'm very happy uh, when it rains in the summer (laughs) because I think that does help a lot. It not only reduces the temperature and the evaporative losses, but it actually provides water to, you know, trees, fish and birds. And for more on what it means for our state's flora and fauna, let's turn now to an expert on the ecology of the desert southwest. My name is Chris Bugby. I'm a conservation advocate for the Center for Biological Diversity. Chris Bugby is steeped in our state's wildlands and wildlife. Right now, his focus is mainly on protecting public lands from cattle grazing. But he also does a lot of conservation work for animals, big animals. Large carnivores especially the rare ones, jaguars, ocelots, that do occur in the state. In fact, he's the guy who tracked the notorious jaguar, dubbed El Jefe, using camera traps and a scat detection dog for four years. And El Jefe got to know them as well. Once, when he and his dog hiked into a canyon to change the memory card on one of their cameras, he noticed something on the tape later. The first animal that the camera took a picture of was the jaguar. And he was only 16 minutes behind us when we left. 
sounds like you were getting tracked by a jaguar. <laughs> I absolutely was. I don't know if it was me or the dog he was interested in, but... Oh, man. To him, this work of conservation is urgent. You know, we've lost about 50% of the animals on Earth since I graduated high school. You know, this is extreme, and it's happening in real time. So, you know, I've dedicated my life to saving as much as we can. So when it comes to the monsoons in the desert southwest, he says they are absolutely essential to that wildlife and their environment. It is beyond important. It is absolutely vital. It's like this annual life pulse that the whole region depends on. You know, when we get to May and June, those are, to me, the worst, the hardest times of the year living here in southeastern Arizona. You get all the heat and all the dryness. But if you make it through May and June, it's like this big reward comes in July. We get mm -hmm. replenished. All this great rain starts falling. You know, in the mountains in May and June, all the streams are dwindling down to a trickle. There's maybe a couple pools here and there. And really, it's just enough for the wildlife to get through until it all gets replenished again, the monsoon season. So then, as we saw the last couple of years, we just had, you know, almost nothing. Like, there was hardly any rain. Last year was the driest ever. What does that do when, when, that, when that replenishment doesn't happen? Things were looking really bad last year. Um, out in the mountains, we were seeing, you know, huge swaths of, of oak woodland that was just dying. It was on the brink. Oak trees that are just brown. Um, it, was, it was really scary because if we didn't get a good monsoon this year, I think we would have lost a lot of, uh, a lot of that habitat. For some species that survive here, Bugby says the last few years of little to no rainfall pushed them to their limits. The cool thing about Arizona, uh, southern Arizona, is that we're really on the fringe of the, kind of the subtropical biome that you find further south in Mexico. And when the monsoons come, it's almost like we return to that subtropical state temporarily, just for a couple months. So there's all these species that are, many of which are subtropical relics that still survive here in the desert, like Gila monsters, uh, tarantulas. There's all kinds of desert amphibians that literally are dormant in the ground almost the entire year, except July, August, September, wow. when it rains and they come out and they reproduce in that tiny little window and then they go back in. Hmm. There's, there's several species that literally time their their life history cycle to the summer monsoon here. So if that doesn't come, do they not reproduce? Do they not come out? Nobody really knows for sure, but that's the way it mm -hmm. seems. If there's not enough rain, they just, they might have to hold on for another year. Mm. After that, if they can go two or three years, I don't know. The way things were looking last year, we really were on the brink of uh, ecosystem collapse, in, in my opinion. So this year and the downpours we've seen came just in time. But Bugby warns it's still not enough to make up for all of the years of drought we've experienced. We're still kind of descending into this mega drought 
with no real end in sight. So yeah, like you said, feast and famine. Um, our summer storms are going to become less frequent, but more severe. And the problem with that is when you get all the rain at once, like what happened last year, you get a lot of erosion, mm-hmm. uh, especially when all the riparian plants are struggling. And then when the violent storms do come, all of that water just it rushes away. It doesn't flow through the mountain habitat as it should. So then I guess the question is, I mean, as an ecologist, what are your fears about this? Like, do you think, as you said, we've already lost so many species just since you were young. I mean, is this something going forward, your your concerned climate change is already going to result in the loss of our natural habitats as we know it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary to think about um, what's happening here. We're in this mega drought that hasn't been observed since people have been here. And it's happening very quickly. We're losing habitat in nature and animals are, are suffering for it. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's really no evidence that this trend is going to change. So it makes the, the work that I do that much more urgent. So what does this work mean to you? What does this time of year mean to you this season? Personally, it's my favorite time to be here. The rain literally just changes everything. Everything goes through this massive transformation. Just looking around from my house at the surrounding mountains, they're all vibrant and green. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a relief because for the last two years, it's <laughs> it just hasn't looked that way. Yeah. Without it, we would lose a lot. We would lose a lot. Hopefully, I mean, all we can do is hope each year that we're going to get enough rain. But, uh, you know, the, the, the trends are are speaking for themselves and it's not looking too good. So then lastly, I mean, what's your, what's your message to people? I mean, we all have a role in this, right? We do. Yeah. Um, climate change is real and we're all, this isn't something that is coming in the future. It's we've already stepped through this doorway. We are already experiencing the changes. It's something we all need to take seriously and we need to respond and adapt to. We can't just continue down the same road and hope for the best. Thanks for listening to the Monsoon Stories podcast from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger, and you can hear more episodes at monsoon.kjzz.org.